at SFM Radio and at Stephen Grutus on Twitter. Well, good morning. While Cape Town and the Western Cape deal with the damage from the huge flooding and the rain over the last few days in Joburg, many people have been battling without water because of the supply problems. Well, blamed on Rand Water. When I say blamed on Rand Water, you know the arguments there are in this space. As I understand it, national government controls the amount of water Rand Water can take from the Val Dam. It does that so that we have enough water left in the Val Dam for long droughts. Rand Water then says it supplies municipalities like Joburg or Kuruleni. The councils, it says, have been taking too much water and it restricts the councils. And that means the council's reservoirs dry up, meaning if you're in Gauteng, you may not have had enough water. The system is a bit more more complicated than that, but that's my uh, general understanding. Last week, the DA's Gauteng leader, their premier candidate, Soliam Samanga, said the CEO of Randwater, Sipo Masai, should resign or be fired. Randwater has a different view. The chief operating officer of Randwater is Machlamola Mechlo. Machlamola, good morning. Thanks for your time. Hi, good morning, Stephen. Thanks for having me. A lot of technical things we sort of need to get through, so let's see if we can get through them together. First, as things stand right now, are you supplying the full amount of water you can supply to the councils in Gauteng? Yes, um, Stephen. Um, Rainwater is supplying the, the full capacity. Um, in fact, you would re- remember that we have launched an additional 150 million liters per day at our Systems 5. So it's actually beyond our full capacity if you consider that we have now added more water. And you, your general take on the value chain, um, Stephen, you are absolutely correct. Um, we then supply this water into municipalities. And unfortunately, as we've always been saying, close to 50% of the water that we actually supply into municipalities is lost um, through leaks, through unaccounted for water, which is um, issues of billing and so forth. Okay, I'm going to come back to that in a moment. Let's just uh, try, I'm trying to get through it all in the same way. Okay, so then um, do you have, you say you have more capacity, you actually have more storage capacity this year than you did this time last year, for example. That's right, you've got this, what's it called, the largest untensioned dam in Africa. That's correct, Stephen. Um, so not only do we have additional storage, which is the 210 million litre reservoir that we launched um, this year as well, we've also added the production capacity at our production facility. Um, so both of them go um, hand in hand. You produce water, you then store it. So we've had it on both fronts. Okay. So Mahlamola, um what happened this year exa- happened almost exactly in the same way. I mean, almost down to the same language in the press release last year, right? It was two weeks later last year. It was the first week of October last year. This time it was the sort of second week of September, third week of September. Um, with all of that, why did exactly the same thing happen? Well, you're absolutely right, Stephen, and that's why this whole thing is so disheartening. Because last year, we actually anticipated and we sat down with our metros because we know during the hot periods, the consumption will rise. And when we talk about consumption, remember, there is that 50%, close to 50% losses in that consumption. So we then sat down and said, let's come up with a plan. We know we're going into a summer period. How do we reduce that consumption? specifically how do we begin to plug the leaks and actually restore some of the water you know we came up with plans it seemed to have worked for a better part of the season but the beginning of july around the 17th of july we noticed that you know consumption is shooting up again 
we called our colleagues in the metros, we sat down again, we said, look, consumption is, is growing and it's growing very fast. What can you, we do? How do we arrest this consumption? And unfortunately, you know, we were not able to arrest that consumption. Okay, so the reservoirs, which were not run by you, but run by Joburg, for example, ran dry because people were using too much water. Look, it's it's not people using too much water. And I think I need to correct this because we are sort of getting this um, message um, confused somehow, Stephen. When we talk about consumption, in that consumption, a lot of water is actually lost, right? So when you get into a hot period where now there is suddenly added consumption when people start to dress their lawn and irrigate, when people start to fill their swimming pool, you can imagine what that does to already an existential problem of high losses in the system. So when we talk about consumption, we're not necessarily referring to people consuming a lot more. It's just an impact of an existential problem that adds to the issues of a lot of water that is actually lost in the system. Okay, so let's come to that. You talk about the amount of water lost now. This happens in all systems. So water lost through leaks or somewhere, and you call it non-revenue water. I think that's the right phrase. Um, and around the world, I think the best systems will lose around 15% of their water. Okay, we're talking about a very rich country there. Um, I've seen some councils, I think, in, I've, I've heard some councils in South Africa lose up to 60% of their water. The figure in Gauteng, there's a quote, uh, I think, from Rand Water that suggests Gauteng, the figure's around 42%. So 42% of the water that you, as Rand Water, supply to councils is lost. Is that, is that the figure you run on, 42%? That, that's absolutely correct, um, Stephen, and you, you're also right. Um, we do have a municipality in our area of operation that loses up to 60% of the water that we, we produce and send to them. And yes, in Gauteng, those are the figures that we're looking at. Okay. You believe that figure could, I mean, we, we all believe it should be a lot lower. That would be a huge amount of infrastructure spent, right, on pipes and things like that. And I mean, there are water leaks all over the place. Well, infrastructure replacement and upgrade you know it's a long-term thing there are quick wins you could look at for instance reducing your night flows at night people are sleeping so we don't believe that consumption should continue at night when the majority of people are actually sleeping which means when your consumption continues to rise even at night there's a lot of water that you're losing somewhere you just need to go find where are you losing this water and plug the leaks plugging the leaks will work a lot faster than actually replacing the infrastructure, which is sort of your medium to long-term uh, plans. Okay. Um, you, I mean, there are limits to what you can do with that. I mean, that's not your problem. That's the council's problem. You have your own problems. <laughs> I don't mean that as a joke, Mahlamola, but you have your own responsibilities. They must deal with theirs. Well, that's true. Um, but because we understand we're part of the same value chain, Stephen, we're not, you know, totally disowning the problem. We are engaging with our counterparts as i talked to you since last week we are meeting twice a day in the morning and in the afternoon just to sort of get a feedback what's happening on the ground what is it that they are doing how can we assist we also launched a program called project 1600 where we started the engagements with our counterparts in the metros to say we know we've got a problem of leaks in the system in the reticulation in particular how can we assist each other um, to be able to start, uh, you know, investing in, you know, plucking those links. 
Um, I don't know if you can do this, but some reservoirs may be more important than others. And let me just explain what I mean, because I realize that's a strange thing to say. But some, but but for example, I read this morning the Rahima Musa Mother and Child Hospital is pretty much just relying on a borehole and tanking water. Um, there may be some reservoirs, say, in the, right in the Joburg CBD, that supply hospitals. Are you able to supply some reservoirs, prioritize some and not others? I realize there'll be knock-on effects from doing that. But is that technically possible? It is, it is, Stephen, and actually that's a very good question because um, in our daily sessions, that's exactly what we look at. Um, you would recall we had uh, strikes in the areas of Tsakane uh, last week, and you're not hearing that anymore because we realize that if we sit down with our colleagues to say, how can we prioritize this area? So we do do that, and we are then guided by them to say, this is a strategic area for us. What can we do? And then we do what we call load shifting without necessarily compromising other systems. But what is extremely important to mention, Stephen, is that rainwater, the water that we're producing, there isn't any other drop of water we can squeeze from our system. We are pumping to full capacity. We purify into full capacity. We store into full capacity. Really, all that is left to be done, all efforts must be invested in actually making sure that we recover some of this water that is lost uh, through leaks. Um, I hate to ask this question, Maklamola, but it seems to me that in a year's time, we could have all of the same problems. Do you believe that we could have the same problems again? Stephen, if we do not do enough to attend to these leaks, as I am saying, if we do not do enough to invest in replacing the infrastructure that is aging, that is losing a lot of this water, if we do not invest in boosting our water where we need to, I'm afraid I, I have to admit that we may sit with the same problem. Okay, and the DA said um, they want your CEO to resign. You you obviously believe that's the wrong call. Well, um, Stephen, firstly, that's not our space. We're not politicians. Mm. We deal with facts. We're scientists. We're engineers in rainwater. And I've just given you facts, uh, and, and I'll leave that to you and the listeners to make up their minds. Thank you very much indeed. Mahlamola Mechlo is the Chief Operating Officer at Rand Water. Well, you've heard their version. We've heard from the city of uh, Ekuruleni on this. They've made various claims. We've heard from one of their members last week. We've heard from other people in this as well. Your view is 86